I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. Hello, Mears. Hey, Pooh. How are you? I'm so happy because we made it to 20 episodes. This is our 20th. And yes. this, okay, first of all, congrats to us because, like, whew, that was not easy. That was not easy. <laughs> that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Uh, but this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far because we're going to take today to look back at all of our callers and advice seekers and to see where are they now. Mm. And appropriately, this episode is going to be the problem solvers. Where, where are, are they, they now? now? It's so wild because you approached me about doing this podcast like over a year ago. And I because I was looking back on our texts a while back yeah. and just like notes I'd written down. And we have been like wanting to do this for a long time. I know. I've been bugging you about this for a real long time. Finally, I got slotted into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god! No, I'm so excited that you uh, finally submitted to my pleas. Yeah, <laughs> I have had so much fun doing this with you, and honestly, I have been made to feel so much better about myself because of all the problems other people have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm yes. saying? <laughs> Ultimately, this podcast has given us perspective, perspective, that... and self esteem. Yes, our lives are not that bad. No, everything's <laughs> hunky dory over here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, mine is the crippling anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh. And summer of unemployment. That right. We both yeah. Just had. That was also very difficult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also very difficult. Yeah. Uh, no. But this show is going to be different, as Mirza said. And we're going to take a look back at some of our favorite callers and advice seekers. So let's jump in and go backwards in time a bit and talk about our very first episode, which was titled Unestablished. Unestablished. I care very deeply about Monty. He is one of my closest friends. And I see what he does is that he wants to help people. He, from my analysis, is trying to be the hero that he didn't have when he was a kid and finds people that are in sort of similar situations to where he was maybe some years ago. And that's really nice when we're talking about charity, but it's not so great when we're talking about a relationship. It doesn't work out to be a partnership. And I know what he is capable of, and it is so much better than where he is. And he is older, but he's unestablished. And it seems like he's trying to latch on to Monty for some support. And I'm not quite sure how to approach this as the friend who is very clearly not in this relationship but is seeing signs and red flags of what looks like a disaster waiting to happen to me. What do I do? All right, this one was a doozy, right? Mm -hmm. Because we had a caller call in and one of his close friends was dating somebody that 
the caller felt was not good enough for his friend and hence the title of the episode unestablished. So where are they now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, according to the caller, my friend is still dating the person that I felt was not good enough for him. And they have actually traveled together internationally since the episode aired and are still thriving and together. Wow. Okay. So I'm curious, is the boyfriend still unestablished? That is a good question. I don't think we know the answer to that. That's still TBD, but I assume things couldn't have gotten that much better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Since a few months ago, especially with the way that the world is these days, you know? Um, So, you know, it sounds like the caller's friend is following his heart and not necessarily his mind, according to the caller, mm-hmm. which means that relationship is continuing. Do you know if the caller um, and do you know if the caller ever expressed to his friend that he thinks that the boyfriend is unestablished? He did express that to the friend and the friend responded maturely and said, I understand where you're coming from. I've got it and you need to trust me. And, you know, I appreciate you being honest with me. He apparently is a very mature person, according to the caller. And he understood that his friend was looking out for him. And he said, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And I will let you know if I need help. Okay, mature friendships. Emotionally mature friendships that support each other mutually. I love it. Oh, wow. I love that. That's good. Okay. Great update. Yeah. No, I'm very happy with, you know, it's not probably what the caller wanted in terms of outcome, but I think both the caller and the friend approach the situation maturely and in the right way of communicating the concern, but also responding and saying, hey, I'm not angry at you. I know you're my friend and you're coming from a good place Mm -hmm. and you don't stand to gain in any way from me being unhappy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think Word to people out there who have close friends, when your friends are honest with you and tell you what they think about other people in your life, like significant others, you know, assume that they're coming from a good place because they're close to you. Yeah, like exactly. We would all be so much better off if we could just take that feedback and sit. And if it serves us, we can use it and keep it. If it doesn't serve us, we can say, Thanks, but no thanks. You know, we're still good, though. And and that's interesting. And I bet that's the caller feels better that they've gotten it off their chest, too. A hundred percent. You know, I think in, from all angles, that situation is working out really well mm-hmm. because everybody is aware of how everybody feels. Mm-hmm. There's open lines of communication. The friendship is still intact. I know. So I'm actually I, I'm feeling really positive about how how that story has progressed since that episode aired. Oh, okay, yeah. great. We love good outcomes at the problem solvers. Yes. yes. Okay. Now we can feel pat on the back. We pat on the back. About, we about did it. One. You guys, we were rookies in that first episode. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and look at where things are. <laughs> okay. So the second episode yes. was called Small Dogs Are Not Real Dogs. One of my favorites. That one. Because of the title, obviously. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, okay. So we're going to throw to our caller and hear what she had to say based on the tone of that email and just seeing him today like there's something that he hasn't let go of uh 
And anyway, it was just, I just feel, I feel for him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, I kind of want to maybe follow up with that email and be like, I'm not going to tell him that I saw him, but uh, one response I wanted to say is like, hey, not trying to rekindle things. I, this is my intention. I'm, you know, preparing myself to enter a new relationship in the future. This is part of the process of that. It's just like clearing my psyche of any wrongdoings or like people I need to apologize, people I want to forgive and just like, you know, clear, clearing my heart space to welcome in love uh, in my fullest capacity. That's all. I, I don't want to, I'm not interested in like reconnecting in that way, which I, I did say in the email, but I just want to make it clear to him or maybe just drop it. I don't give a fuck. Like, but I just, I think that there's something that I, I feel like he needs a little bit. It would be a gift if that I gave him, if I allow, if I, if I opened up some space for him to say whatever he needed to say, because there just seems like there is a, some, some, some sort of stuck energy there. But again, it's not, it's not my, it's not my responsibility. So this is just where my heart's at and I don't need to act on it, but like, but yeah. Yeah, wow. And he also got another fucking dog, a small one. I'm guessing that that's his fiance's dog because he wouldn't, he, he's not a small dog person. He said, I remember him clearly saying small dogs are not real dogs. You know, I don't agree that small dogs are not real dogs. I love a small dog. But if you recall in that episode, the caller was driving her car and she saw her ex walking a small dog in mm -hmm. the street and she and that ex had a falling out at the end the relationship didn't end in the best way possible and it was a pandemic relationship mm. which intense which is intense a lot of time spent together you get to know the person but also we were all crazy during that time because of we were cooped up so we were not bringing our best selves we were not bringing our be best selves so she saw him um, walking a dog that she knew was not his, so she assumed was from another girl that he was likely seeing mm. later on. And she called us to ask us if we should greenlight her emailing him to reach out after seeing him to express, you know, further frustration and perspective, her perspective on the ending of the, of, of the relationship. And what we told her was, don't do it, girl. Don't do it. Yeah. We said, get out of the past. And first of all, and we we told her to get out of the past and don't stoop so low as to have to use email to to yeah. relay. Email is such a thoughts. slow form of communication, as we said. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, okay. So I'm curious. Did she reach out to the guy after all? She did not. Oh, okay. She did not reach out to the guy. And she actually did send an update. I never ended up reaching out to my ex, and actually I'm happily dating a German man now after a summer abroad in Europe where I was in an eco-friendly living situation and in the great outdoors of Germany. 
what the hell? <laughs> it sounds like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> I blinked well, twice. Well, our caller went to a cult. Okay. Oh, wow. We drove her into a cult. We drove her into joining a cult. Sometimes life's greatest problems involve detours. Wow. Oh, my God. So she did not email him, but the alternative <laughs> route was to join a cult. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we are so happy that she is dating a nice and thoughtful thoughtful German, German, German man. <laughs> and she's, uh, you know, she's happy and she's in a new relationship and she's left her past in the past and she's living in the present. So she took our advice and you know what? It worked out for her. Great. That's all we can ask. Yeah, okay. truly, truly is all we can ask. Um, so Mazel Tov, Bienvenidos and welcome uh, to her. <laughs> Alvida <laughs> Zen. Zen. Um, yeah, that problem was definitely solved. That was a good yeah. one. Um, all right. So another great update. The next uh, one that we're going to talk about is, okay, so they hate each other, if you recall that episode. And we're going to hear what our caller's problem was now. My mom met this guy during the pandemic and hated him. Um that being said, I think she kind of hates anybody I date. Nobody's ever good enough. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and so because she was putting off bad vibes, then he started to hate my mom. And kind of understandably so. There was bad energy. Okay, so they hate each other. <laughs> and now me and this guy, we've been talking and working through, like, what being together would look like. Um and I think we can make it work. And I have to t <laughs> I have to tell my mom that we're back together. I don't have to tell her, but, you know, eventually I'd like to integrate into my life. And my mom's a part of my life. And for all of her flaws, I love her very much. And she's a big part of my life. Um, and I'm kind of dreading telling her. And also, I think this guy is kind of dreading hanging out with my mom whenever that's gonna have to happen um and I'm calling him this guy but just so I, I don't say his name um, he's more than just this guy so help what do I do how do I how do I frame it how do I get both of them to I don't know at least be civil to each other <laughs> So this was from a caller who was having trouble getting her mom and her boyfriend to get along. And she was trying to scheme and figure out what she could do to make that relationship better. And Mirza, this was a caller that you knew. So I'm curious, what's the update with her? Well, I can absolutely share that the situation has been resolved because the relationship has been absolved. Oh, no. What happened? Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, a variety of factors are at play at the end of that relationship, including the mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. But there are other factors that the caller did not speak about during the episode that she doesn't want us to bring up. So we won't share those. But she says that that relationship has unfortunately ended and she's focused on new ventures in love and business. And we wish her 
the best of luck in all of those. Yes, and hopefully her next partner does not have such a mad beef with her mom and her mom doesn't have a beef with the new partner. So Our families are so important to us. Our significant others are so important to us. It really benefits all parties involved when everybody gets along, yeah. okay? And it shouldn't be the only thing that you look for in a significant other to have them get along with your family, but... It's very important. So, you know, I think it makes all, things easier. It makes things easier. You know, I think in that episode, our advice was cook a nice salmon dinner, mm -hmm. put that salmon on the table and have everybody talk. Mm -hmm. And that did not happen. Mm -hmm. I think the relationship absolved because of other factors, mm -hmm. um, which the mother in law relationship was a gasoline too, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. And so I think everything came to a head and, and they decided to part ways. But you know, we are very pro communication here at the Problem Solvers. So uh, that was our advice back then, and uh, we're sticking to it. We're, we're sticking, sticking to it. Advice. It's still the same thing. Make some food and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we wish her well. Okay. So the next episode is called "What Happens in SF." Oh, this is a juicy one. Hit it. I landed in San Francisco, and forty-five minutes later, I got a text from this guy saying that he wanted to hang out while I was in town. Mind you, we haven't spoken in a year and a half since I started dating Matt. So what am I supposed to do? Just, you know, tell him that I don't want to hang out? We had a really good thing going, and I feel like we could just grab a drink and my husband wouldn't care. Like, if we're adults here, I don't think it's an issue that we're hanging out, having a quick cocktail, while I'm on the other side of the country. It's not like anything is going to happen, but everybody is, like, upset that I even mentioned that he reached out to me as if I had done something wrong. I'm not in the wrong here. I haven't even, haven't even done anything yet. Um, I'm literally just, like, sitting in my hotel room, but I kind of want to get a drink with him. What am I supposed to do? Well... In this episode, our caller disguised their voice mm -hmm. because they didn't want their identity to be revealed. They were on a work trip in San Francisco and they were married at the time. And they were in San Francisco and they got a text from their ex mm -hmm. saying, hey, I noticed you're going to be in San Francisco. We should get together. And the caller called us from her hotel room mm. to ask if we should green light and allow her to see her ex mm -hmm. and our advice at the time was don't do a girl don't do it don't do it especially don't... if you're married especially if you're married it's not a good idea she just wanted to get a drink she just wanted to you know um to to catch up and i do have an update on that situation Ooh, what happened she did end up seeing her ex Lord. in san francisco mm -mm. And things transpired that should not have. Uh-oh. And she is living with the guilt of that interaction from San Francisco from a few months ago. And she has not told her husband. So we obviously will not reveal her identity because that is, mm. uh, you know, we're all we're pro anonymity here at the Problem Solvers. So. She did end up seeing her ex. Of course, it went down the route that we all expected it to it because went. she was on a work trip three time zones away. And she really took to heart that what happens in San Francisco stays, stays in, in San, San Francisco. Francisco. 
man they took it from the lobby to the to the bedroom yeah to the bathroom back to the bedroom to the bathroom to the bedroom to the the balcony girl why'd you why'd you have to actually tell us the truth of what happened now i now i feel guilty now i feel like i have blood on my hands yeah totally (laughs) or other things (laughs) but this was an episode where a lot of people dm'd us after asking what the caller ended up doing she did it and she did it, y'all. She did it. <laughs> she did. She did the damn thing. She did. The, she done it. Yeah. Did did done done it. So, Oof. All yeah. right. Well, okay. That's a juicy update, but it's one that we morally, fiscally, and responsibly we morally, morally can... fiscally, and responsibly deny. Exactly. <laughs> we reject that. You know, this is what happens when you don't listen to our advice. Like things, <laughs> you end up cheating on your you husband. You end up cheating on your husband. So please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're telling y'all, we're out here just we're for your own here. good. We're fighting the fight for you. Like just listen, and then things will go well. Ooh, okay. So the next one is super cute. It is. Yes. This episode was called "Not for a Lack of Want." And here's a reminder of the problem. So I've had a few dates or short-term relationships where a strike against me has been that I haven't been in a long-term relationship. And I've been truthful with the other person that it's not for like a want, but more because I hadn't like prioritized relationships in the past because of my career. Can you help me navigate how to position this to future partners when it comes up? This was such an interesting episode because as somebody who's so actively in the dating market right now, the red flag that the caller uh, was speaking about, about himself, was something that I actually do notice in other people, mm-hmm. like I mentioned in the episode, and that is people that have not been in a long-term relationship before, and how does that impact their datability in the mar- in the dating market these days, you know? And, you know, we shared that it is sometimes a red flag to other people, you know, if you haven't been in a long-term relationship It says, okay, you're not able to commit. You don't have the skills. uh, It could say that. It could could say that you don't have the skills to be in a long-term relationship just because you haven't flexed that muscle before. And I think our advice to the caller at that time was to put himself out there and to get to know other people once he was in a more stable position, not being in school, not traveling around a lot, and to give other people the chance. Yeah. And to like be honest with folks that they haven't been in a relationship before, but to frame it in a way that doesn't sound like a red flag, like explain your whole story, give people the whole context. Oh, you were in residency or, oh, you were yep. working abroad or yep. you were in the military underground. Totally. Oh, my God. One time, one of my previous um a supervisor is at work. She was South Korean. Imagine that like she dated this guy, but they took a break because he went to the military, like to do the military service that men have to do in South Korea. Did he come back gay? No, he didn't. Not that I know of, but it just was funny because one time I was like, where do you even think he is? And she was like, I don't know, underground in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> and it was just really funny. She was so upset. Oh, la, la. Um, it was just a really comical moment. But anyway, um, but yes, if you lead with that and if you actually share that it was because you were underground in a bunker and not because you have the inability to commit to a relationship of like course. which is you know why you were single. So I'm glad that 
the theme of the first 20 episodes continues. Communication, communication, communication. Mm -hmm. And we are glad to report that the caller who was afraid of being a walking red flag because he wasn't in a long-term relationship before is now in a happy, long-term, committed relationship okay. with a woman. Okay. Yes, he's a heterosexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> was he? Yeah, yeah sure. no, he's straight. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. You've got to come out as straight these days, okay? I know. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, so he's in a happy, long term, committed relationship, and we are so thrilled at that. We're so glad that our advice helped him land the lady. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love yes. it. Yes. All right. Um, our the next episode is Lean In. Mm -hmm. mm, this was a good one. I've worked at my current job for a little over two years now, and I've really enjoyed how things have been going. I get along with my coworkers really well and have been recognized by senior leadership as an excellent performer. While the verbal recognition is great and all, there hasn't been much of a monetary incentive to stick around longer. I haven't received any raises in the time that I've worked there, even though I've been called out for my great work. I've been toying around with the idea of looking for other jobs, but I'm nervous about the current job market. Another option I've considered is to be more open with my boss and request a higher pay, but I'm also really nervous that he may have a negative reaction. I'm not someone who enjoys confrontation, so the thought of being more assertive with my boss makes me uneasy. With that being said, I also really hate big changes. The thought of doing multiple rounds of interviews for new jobs makes me nauseous. I'm stuck between the two options and I'm unsure what the best choice is. What do you guys think I should do? More money at work. Everybody wants it. Everyone wants to climb the ladder. Everyone wants to get that raise. Everyone wants to get that promotion. And having that conversation is so difficult, as our caller described. And he was nervous about it. And, you know, um, it, it takes a lot of chutzpah to be able to like go, go into that conversation and, you know, say why you think you deserve a promotion or a raise. Right. And I think our advice at the time to the caller was he needs to get his receipts in order, needs to get his documentation, get his his faxes, his copies, his papers and just say, this is the job description this is how I've met it. And this is how I've gone beyond mm -hmm. the job description. And that's why I think I deserve a raise or a promotion because I'm going above and beyond. Yeah. And I'm glad that he did take our advice. Yes. Because when you show the receipts, sometimes it works out in your favor. Okay. And we are very happy to update yes. you guys and share that the caller did get a raise. Yay, more money. Our Venmo is at the problem solvers. Send us some money for a drink. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll cheers to you, caller. Yes. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah, you're you're totally right. We celebrate success and, you know, it just takes getting your ducks in a row and your your receipts in a line. And getting into power pose. Getting into power pose and standing in that bathroom in your office and just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you got this. And don't cry. And don't cry. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I tell you one time in a corporate setting in New York, I was in a meeting with somebody who is much more senior than I was. And she delivered to me the news that I actually did not get a promotion. Mm -hmm. And I started crying. Mm -hmm. 
in the meeting and she looked at me and she said, don't cry. And then she said, I'm going to give you a few minutes to compose yourself and then walked out of the room. <gasps> so take it from me who did the damn thing and actually cried and don't do it oh because it will, it was forever awkward after that. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. Don't cry. It's not worth it. It's not mm. worth it. It's not worth it, no. So I've had bosses who've cried in front of me, and I'm like, "Can you get it together?" I'm like, oh, "Literally, this I'm is like, not doing good things for morale." <laughs> no, I'm like, "Who's driving this ship?" Yeah, you can cry. No, the ship's halfway down. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if you're crying, I know shit's bad. Yeah, you know? literally, literally. When they can't even front that it's good. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, uh, you uh, could at least pretend. Damn. Yeah, literally, literally. We're all pretending here. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all fronting a little bit, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. All right, so Ooh. the next episode was a good one. Sticky situationships. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's so listen in and see what the problem was about. So essentially, I've been dating or seeing this guy for a year now. And I live in New York, so I don't even know like what that means, dating, seeing who even knows. But we see each other once or twice Tales a week at least. Um, so take that or interpret that as you will. So first three months, he was incredible. I was still in my like peacock girl phase, so I wasn't trying to settle down with anybody. But had he asked me to be his girlfriend, I, I definitely would have said yes. Typical male fashion, he showed his true colors and just started acting up and it was just annoying. We had a bunch of conversations around it. He'd make minuscule changes enough to like appease me, but not really addressing the larger issues. Um, this man, this, this isn't the extent of his problems, but I only have a limited amount of time. So this man is extremely cheap. <laughs> like oh I once asked if I could eat one of his protein yogurts and he damn near Venmo charged me $1 for oh. it. I feel like Next. he's like in love with his mom or something. Every time she comes to visit, they sleep in the same bed. It's weird. There's a lot going on there. He's an only <laughs> child comes with its own set of problems. Mother he's so issues. selfish and he's openly admits it. Anyways, we had a more recent conversation about where is this going? It's been almost a year. And he was like, oh, I like you so much, but I never really want to be in a relationship with anybody. I've pictured my life being alone. And I'm Red finding flag. it hard to juggle you and my friends and my alone time. I don't think I don't know what to, to do. I'm anyway. so conflicted because no. I've met someone great like you, but I love being alone and it's still hard to be in a relationship and all this sort of stuff. Kind of resolved it with we'll try. But his trying has been terrible, and I'm at a point where I feel like I'm really traumatized by a lot of his actions, but I'm still in this situation. I don't really know why or what's keeping me there. Like, we have a lot of fun and banter together, but the way he behaves towards me have, like, broken me down to a place where I'm just like, I don't ever want to date again because I don't want to experience this shit again. And it's just, I need to end this, but not this week, because there's a potential that he might be able to get me free Drake tickets next week. Get Please back. just help me, like, end this. I don't know how. It's just a lot, and I... I'm very, my hatred for men is extreme right now. And I don't think I can date until I like have this out of my life. Ooh, okay. So this is classic fuckboy behavior. Oh, la, la. Classic situationships. Yes. Classic dating in New York. Yes. And dating 12 people at one time and people Guilty. not being able to commit. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, our caller wanted to know how to end things. Our, our caller wanted to know if she should end things with the guy yes. or if she should keep them going until the Drake concert, which was that next week. Yes. So what happened? I'm so I want to know so badly. OK, so the caller yes. went to the Drake concert. Yes. She held on to that situation ship to that sticky situation for one have. more week. And then after and then <laughs> seven business days after the Drake concert, she normal amount of time. Yes, they hung out 
and she um, gave him the business. She told him exactly how she felt and how all the ways in which she wouldn't even want to be in a relationship with him if he wanted her to. And he apparently cried. So seven business days after the Drake concert. Yes. She sits him down Mm -hmm. and she gives him the business. Notice. Okay. So she said... I want to make space in my life for someone who will treat me like I deserve. So I want us to go our separate ways. And then first he was like an emotional brick wall and said nothing and was like, kind of like, okay, cool. And then he cried. He cried. He cried. Tears of sadness, of shock. His ego was hit. His ego was hit. And I think it oftentimes when um, people, realized too little too late you know and they, it's yeah. like it's a hard you, lesson yeah and you it's like you are almost looking back with um is the word guilt or like what it's, i think it's absolutely guilt or like remorse yeah exactly remorse and you're like oh i wish i had done things differently yep. Yep. and yeah he apparently followed up with her and he was like i wish that i could have been the guy that you needed and it's like you had over a year like they were in the situation for over a year i'm so glad that she did that and it just goes to show when you are in a relationship and you do want it to progress and not just stall you have to put your whole pee into that Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. put your whole pee into the relationship if you want it to go forward don't just coast and then be surprised when someone sits you down and says, it's not working out for me. Of course it's not because you're not putting your, your pee into it. You're not putting the energy that is required. No, not at all. And I just think that people just don't want to work these days. They just want to be lazy and live (laughs) off the government. (laughs) (laughs) To quote Kim K. And last but not least, a problem that was near and dear to my own heart, a golden gay no more. This was a good one. Hit it. I can't believe I'm saying this. I recently slept with a woman and I liked it a lot. Okay, bye representation. And I kind of want to do it again. Oh, la la. I'm not sure how my friends are going to take this. I am, you know, as pro gay culture as they come. And I think that this may not be well received by uh-huh. my friends. So I don't know how to approach it. If you can give any advice, I would appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. So our caller here is a gay man who suddenly got a tickle for the heterosexual side. Hey. <laughs> it's over there. <laughs> no, over here. It's over there. Uh, And he slept with a woman, Mm. but he was afraid to tell his friends that he had done that for fear of how they would perceive him. Right. Because he has a very close-knit gay friend group here in New York City. And I can tell you that he has not shared the update with his friends. Wow. Despite our advice to communicate openly with his friends who should accept him regardless of who's in his bed, he still has not shared it, which is fine. Everybody can go at their own pace. It is not a thing to be rushed. He's probably still trying to figure out 
what this means for him and his identity and his sexual orientation and expression. So we don't fault him for not doing it, uh, but we do know uh, for a fact that he has not yet shared with his friends that he has a liking for the ladies. Well, do you know if he has continued to sleep with that woman or other women? He has. Wow. Okay. Interesting. He has. So it is something that is definitely a part of his identity now. A part of his existence. A part of his existence for sure. So now it might be even harder to share with your friends. I just think it's going to get to a certain point where he really might feel like he's truly a bisexual Mm -hmm. versus being a homosexual, you know, a gay Mm -hmm. man. And I think, you know, this is maybe like a later in life different coming out like an evolution which actually i'm so curious about because Mm -hmm. i haven't been friends with anybody or known anybody that that's happened to and this Mm -hmm. person i do know so it's very interesting um what's what's going on and i fully support him and you know more power to him to to figure out who he is and and what tickles his fancy um but definitely do know that he's not shared the update um with other people Man, and I hope that when and if he does, that people handle him with care and handle the news with care. And for Gile, be careful. Like, yeah, you know, um, this is, it's a lot. It's a lot. Accept people for who they are, um, welcome them with open arms. And, you know, I do happen to know his friends, and, you know, they actually are a great group of guys. So I have no doubt that they will welcome and accept him, um, even in this newfound, um, you know, uh, preference, if you will. Mm. So, you know, we just have to leave it to the caller to uh, go at his own pace because mm. that's what life's about, going at your own pace. So, nice. cool. Well, so then- that was so fun. Literally, we, I loved like getting those updates. Yeah. Really, a big reason why we picked those episodes to give recaps on is because. These were the ones that folks DM'd us the most about, yes. reached out. They, you know, they were super curious. Those are some of our most listened episodes. Absolutely. So we want to keep doing this show. We want to keep this going for 20 more episodes, 40 more episodes. 10,000 episodes of advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we want to keep this going for a while. Yes. And I guess our ask to y'all, our listeners, is if you like the show, Please do rate it. I hope you've already rated it. I hope you've already followed it. Five stars or bust. Yes. Or and. All of the above. (laughs) And or all of the above. Can you please share the show with someone in your network, someone who you think would enjoy it? Absolutely. It's a great show to listen to while you're washing dishes, while you're doing folding your laundry. When you're on the treadmill, when you're on a nice long walk, when you're drinking a coffee, when you're doing stretches, when you're on the ferry to Staten Island, when you're on the L train to Brooklyn. When (laughs) When you need advice, please call us or write in and we will answer your problem. So if you have a problem... Big or small, medium, wide load bearing, small load bearing, up and down, left, right, feel free to text us at 917-408-3574, and your problem may be featured on an upcoming episode of The Problem Solvers. We love giving advice. We love hearing what people are dealing with. It's the human experience. We're all in it together. And maybe... If we get your problem, you might hear the magic words. Another problem solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. 
And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then.